Welcome to EPO Presents, where we're putting in the spotlight local business leaders. And today in the spotlight is attorney Margie Carl. Margie has been an estate planning and elder attorney for nearly 20 years. She focuses on helping families and individuals plan for their futures. Margie, welcome to EPO Presents. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. First, tell, tell everyone you know, where you're based and, and where is your coverage area? So my office is in Olmsted Falls, but I cover pretty much all of Northeast Ohio. So anything that's within even an hour radius of where I am in Olmsted Falls, I'm happy to accommodate. Okay, fantastic. So describe to people, especially anyone who is not familiar with the term elder attorney, what is an elder attorney? So an elder attorney is somebody that is going to be kind of helping you transition into maybe that next stage of life that happens after retirement, most commonly, where we start thinking about things like paying for potentially long-term care costs, whether that be in a separate facility, whether we're trying to age in place at home, and just trying to make sure that you know, we have all of our basic documentation in place to help take us into that next phase. And that oftentimes includes updating maybe basic documents that we have, maybe adding some additional documentation in place, and just kind of reviewing that whole process because there can be a lot of very confusing and misleading information out there. Absolutely. And, and yes, having uh, parents that are up in, in years, I completely understand yeah. that. There's so many changes and so many things. Whether they are, like you said, that term, aging in place, whether they're staying at home or they're going into a senior living community or anything like that, there's just so many so many decisions that need to be made. So fantastic. So what, what makes your business special for, for that uh, senior or that person that's looking out there and they may have heard of a couple different options? What, why should they come to you? What, is, what, do, what does Margie Carl bring to your customers? Well, not only do I have the experience of practicing for, as you said, just about 20 years, but I like to think that we offer, you know, accommodations for anybody of any level, um, whether that be they have a very modest amount of assets or they've managed to accumulate more. Too often, I find that there are, you know, practitioners out there that maybe have, you know, only certain types of clients they will deal with. And we very much pride ourselves here in the office on being able to accommodate anyone, regardless of you know what that asset level may be. There are certain documents that need to be done regardless of how much you have managed to accumulate and save in life. And there are always considerations that we need to look at as we age that are gonna come up for anybody regardless of their asset level. So I like to think that Again, whether you know you've accumulated a little or a lot, you know I can help you review what you have, get in place what you need. We also like to very much tell clients that I will tell you what you need. We're not here to sell you things that you don't need, and you know even if that means that also you need me to come to you, I offer that as well. I do house calls. COVID has put a damper on that a little bit, but we were still able to manage doing that and continue to do that for people during any phase that we're dealing with here in society. So whether it's a in-person at your home, my place, a window visit, whatever, I'm able to accommodate that. Well, that's great for, like you said, the, the world has changed a bit uh, in the last year. So that's great that you do offer the, a lot of options for people, whether you need to come to them or they, they can come to you to your office. That's fantastic. So can you walk us through what is what are some of the things that people should be aware of when they're coming to meet with you and what step us kind of through the process. So a lot of people have in their mind and I think this leads them to put off that initial meeting that they have to have 
copious amounts of information um, ready when they come in to see me. And that is simply not the case. Very often people will come in with just a basic idea of you know, what their situation is in terms of, you know, who is going to receive their assets when they pass away, be it, you know, children, nieces, nephews, whatever it may be, you know, names and addresses for those people are always helpful. And just a general idea of what kinds of assets they have. Most of the time, I always like to stress to clients, people do not have 100% of the answers when they come in the door. So if that is something that, you know, we need to start with certain things and then do a second meeting or a third meeting, you know, whatever needs to be done, we can certainly accommodate that. And I always tell people we start with what we start with and then we can go from there and find the information that we need. Once we meet, we'll see exactly what your situation is, what you may have in place already, see what needs to be done and kind of lay everything out. At that point, it, then, you know, the client's choice if they choose to move forward with some or none or all of the recommendations. And then if we do move forward, then we will lay out a timeline, proceed with getting drafts, and then, you know, make accommodations to get things signed and notarized for them. Sounds like very comprehensive, very comprehensive and and make it simple because, yeah, like you said, we may not know what information we need to bring to the table that first time. So what you mentioned timeline, what kind of is the timeline? What, what should people expect to go through this process? So time-wise, I usually tell people from the first meeting, once we decide to move forward with documents, usually from then to signing, probably three to four weeks. The only thing additional beyond that is if we do have to submit any paperwork to companies on your behalf, like for updating beneficiaries, recording deeds, that can obviously take time. Those are third-party factors, you know, that, you know, that we would know about and we can't control. And especially with state of our world lately, we would not know exactly how long that's going to take. Sometime may take a little bit longer, but that would be kind of a general idea of how long that uh, whole process would take. Okay. So once someone does this, they go through the entire process of doing their estate planning. Is there ever a, a time when they would have to come back to you and say, we need to go through this again or update things? So I always like to tell clients when we're doing documents that it's good to put alternates named on your on your things. So, you know, paperwork, wills, power of attorneys, whatever we're doing, it's good to put primaries and alternates. And the idea behind that is so that, of course, if something does happen to somebody, what I'm trying to do is make it so that people can kind of be what I like to say one and done. So that if something happens, we've built backup plans into the situation. Certain things we can't control, like sometimes people only have one person or two people they put in. Unfortunately, both of them pass away or they become you know, incapacitated, move out of state, things like that. But generally speaking, we shouldn't have to redo everything. If things change, like I tell clients where you move or um, get new property, sometimes retirement, if we're doing things before retirement, those are always things that, you know, we want to maybe review everything and see if we have everything still in place to meet the needs of where you are in life. But my, my goal is always to kind of do things so that we can update if necessary, but not have to certainly kind of reinvent the wheel and go back over it again completely. So this could be a lot of documents that uh, once you go through the whole process, a lot of documents that are, that are involved. Mm -hmm. What happens to those documents? Is that something you, you keep? Is that something the, your client keeps? What, what happens? So once we sign everything, I do keep a copy set in my office, but you do have an original set with you. And I kind of feel that that's very important for you to have, because if you have something emergency come up, you know, it's important that you have access to those power of attorneys and various documents that you might need. 
I always joke with people, things always tend to happen at, you know, like Saturday at three in the morning or something when we have emergencies. And if you need something that I have the possession of, it's going to become a problem, right? So, you know, you will have a set that you can then, I always advise people, put it someplace safe, tell your, you know, folks that you're naming on the documents, like your power of attorneys, executors, things like that, where you're going to keep it. That can, that can sometimes be a very common problem. No, they don't tell people where they put it. So if you take it, put it someplace. And while I may have a backup for you, you know, it's important that you put that someplace safe, safekeeping and tell somebody where it's at so that they will know and can use it if they need to. So I'm sure a big question on most of your clients' mind is, okay, what is this going to cost? Can you give us a, kind of a ballpark as to how, how you price this out and, and what, what should someone expect uh, as far as their costs are concerned? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are pleasantly surprised because they have in their mind that first, they've never dealt with an attorney. Second, they hear that it's, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. And, you know, other thing that makes me a little different is I do try to be very affordable and considerate of the area that I'm in and know that everybody is obviously not a millionaire and I want to make these things affordable so anybody can afford the basic estate planning that they should have. So, for an average, you know, what I call an easy way to remember basic four documents of wills, uh, financial power of attorney, health power of attorney, and living will, which tends to be the most common documents people will do. Probably looking at maybe three to $400 for a person to get those documents in place. Obviously, if you know you are married and uh, that the spouse would need their set of documents, if we need to implement a trust, you know, that could be more from there, obviously, depending on what your needs are. But, you know, I think, you know, for an average person, I tell them, you know, usually a couple hundred dollars, maybe an hour to two of your time between two visits, once we know what's going on your situation and you can get everything taken care of that you should need. Wow. Very, very affordable for, to give you that peace of mind. That is just, yes. uh, that's outstanding. You, we do this for a reason. We get our estate pulled together and make sure everything's done right for the reason of when, when someone does pass away. So what is the process once someone's passed away, you've worked to help them with their estate planning. What, ha what happens next? So usually when somebody passes away, if we've done everything right, like I tell clients, then when you come in with regards to maybe a spouse passing or subsequently your children may come in to uh, talk to me about, you know, what they need to do. If we've, like I said, done everything right, it should be pretty seamless and easy to deal with. Our goal is to kind of do that, right? We want to try to avoid probate, avoid a lengthy court process. That's a more expensive process, obviously. So what we usually do is kind of bring the paperwork in. We see what the person had when they passed, how it was titled, meaning we're trying to identify, are there any probate issues? Was everything titled right? Whether we just had beneficiaries or the person had a trust involved or what have you. And then just do any necessary paperwork from there. A lot of times there's very little updating that needs to be done. I do always kind of joke with people that cleaning out and selling a house and paperwork that insurance companies require, I can't control and do away with, but we can try to make at least the legal end as simple as possible for you. Nice. So for someone who is, they're, they're considering estate planning and they're looking at, you know, down the road, they want to make everything as very simple. Like you, you mentioned the word seamless, make things as simple and seamless for their family. How can they make this as simple as seamless for their family? So 
probably the easiest way that we can do that for people is just to have them, you know, sit down, see what you have, what your goals are, what your situation is. It's usually within about a half hour talk. We can identify what is really needed for your situation and what the best way to go about that is. Get those documents in place, take care of any beneficiary titling updates. I try to work very closely with any who, if you have a, a financial advisor or, you know, tax professional, I think it's very important that your team all keep in touch with each other. So when I do documentation, I will certainly reach out if you do have someone that you work with, update them as to what we're doing and help you if you don't have anybody to make sure that those titling issues, any recording for property issues, that all gets taken care of. And that hopefully should take care of completing that estate plan so that, you know, when the time comes that maybe we we have to talk about some of those elder law things with maybe long-term care and things like that. Or when somebody unfortunately passes away, hopefully everything's in place and it should be, you know, pretty straightforward, very inexpensive and very non-time consuming for the people dealing with it. Well, Margie, thank you so much. That's such tremendous information for anyone listening who is considering estate planning, doesn't really know where to start, uh, especially those that are either just retired or maybe they're, just, they're staring at retirement in the near future. Sounds like a good call would be to, to reach out to you. Do you have, by chance, any uh, special offer or anything for the listeners? Yes. I mean, I'm always telling people when we do things um, of this nature that anybody listening, I'm happy to offer you a free consult. You know, we can do phone, Zoom, in person, your place or mine. But yeah, just take that first step, do a free consult, but at least give you an idea of where, where you need to go. And if anything is missing in your planning, I and mean, even if you can't, you know, take advantage of doing it right at that point, then you'll at least be able to plan uh, for the future of what you need to get done. A no-risk offer to to reach out and get the advice of an attorney who specializes in this. Margie is the real deal in over 20 years of experience in this area. So please reach out to her. And which brings me to that that ultimate question. How do people reach out to you? Yes. So I do have a website. It's www.olmstedohiolaw.com. And that's O-L-M-S-T-E-D. O-H-I-O-L-A-W.com. I do have blogs on there. I have links to some YouTube videos as well, just if people want to know a little bit more about me and meet me a little bit more. Or you can certainly call my office directly, and that's 440-782-5051. And, you know, I'd be happy to set up a time to talk with you, you know, again, either your place, mine, Zoom, phone. You know, we've all learned to be very accommodating in the last year or so. That's outstanding. And I will make sure to put all of the Bargy's contact information right in the show notes. So anyone listening, please click the, the show notes or the notes button on your podcast player to review any of that information. So you can, you can reach out and please do get over to her website. She's got a lot of wonderful, helpful information. She mentioned her blog. She's written many, many different articles and blog posts around different topics that could be of interest and of help to a lot of us out there. So Margie, thanks so much for for your time today thanks for joining us on epo presents thank you very much everyone continue to come back to epo presents and learn about other leaders in the community have a great day